intro me like Sean Evans um, <laughs> from, from Hot, uh, Hot Ones. Please. Yeah. That's All my right. shit. Hey guys, this is Julian of Julian Gray Media. Today we're starting a new podcast series on the channel. Our guest today is Hayes from Cultivate Social, his digital marketing company, and one of the newest mousetraps to the artist family. And I know that, or the mousetrap artist family, and I know that you guys are fans uh, of mousetrap, so this is probably very exciting for you guys. So welcome, Hayes, uh, Mike Hayes. And, Thanks, uh, man. Yeah. So uh, tell us about yourself. Uh, get us hip to what you do and what what you know what you're interested in. Sure. So I'm originally from North Carolina, which is obviously not the techno capital of <laughs> the world or even the United States or my region. Um, Definitely not, no. But I've always kind of gravitated towards music. Even when I was very young, there's home videos of me opening up like little drum sets and stuff when I was three or four. It's very um, cool, yeah. So that's kind of been at the core of my being, um, you know, forever. And so, you know, moving out um, through high school and college, I wanted to pursue something in music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it's actually a very similar story to me. My my dad used to have a home studio, and my uncle was a recording engineer. So we, you know, I was raised in music too. Okay. Um, in a very yeah. similar way, yeah. And I'm from Maryland, so I know exactly how you feel with the lack of techno. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I'm pretty certain I have about two friends from my childhood who even give a shit about, exactly, or even know who the hell Dead Mouse is. <laughs> right. um, how do you feel about Dead Mouse? Is uh, have you met him? Have you talked to him? I've not met him or talked to him. He's kind of like this. Ethereal, yeah, yeah, like a, a being, right? Yeah, right. But like, he's he's kind of scary, but mm-hmm. also like, I think it's it's funny. Um, I feel like mousetrap kids are usually like his great biggest group of idols as well. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. Um, so I mean, how how I think of him is, uh, I know he can be a dick, but I know he's very caring, and yeah. he makes the my favorite music of all time so right yeah um i so met I him about that i met him at um his pop-up store here in la when he uh came through for a weekend and uh he's actually one of the most down-to-earth guys uh, in real yeah, life yeah. the the coolest most approachable person uh he can be a dick online but i feel like that's all just like a game you know right right I, you know it can be a persona and who who has time for thousands of people anyways on the internet but yeah, yeah, I'm looking for forward sure. to meeting him for sure. Yeah, are you doing any shows with Mousetrap or uh, stuff like that? I would love to. Um, I've talked to some of the guys there. Um, you know, I'm just starting out. Yeah, so. you're just getting your feet into the door. Yeah. Right. So hopefully in 2018, um, I'd love to play. But it's also, uh, you know, who, where, when are they going to do a show near where I live <laughs> right um, yeah maybe New York or something so you do most of your your work with them through A&R's um and management yeah so yeah. I, I I don't have a manager um, well I mean through their management mousetraps 
Totally. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 crazy how disjointed the management is from Dead Mouse himself and Mousetrap. Yeah, I I think that's somewhat true, but also, I he, mean, yeah, he ultimately has he puts like, his personal stamp on right. Yeah, he, ha- he has that personal veto or whatever, yeah. but yeah, it's very much run by management. Um, yeah, that's very cool. It's definitely my favorite label. Uh, stylistically, Great. they put out some of the most interesting music, I think, especially in the techno realm. Um, yeah, it's not it's not cookie cutter at all. Right, that's what yeah. I like about it. And, and I know that's kind of cliche, like everything. Right, yeah. Their their own sphere isn't cookie cutter, but I think it's always super surprising what yeah. comes out. And it's just it's like there's almost this. It's like you can almost say, "Oh, that sounds mousetrappy." Exactly. But yeah. it's there's also like, what exactly does that mean? Right. Yeah. Which is me kind and, of like the cool I, uh, differentiating thing about it. Uh, me and uh, I don't know if you know uh, Twenty Eight Millimeter uh, Christian. We always yeah, I think I've we, hit him up on Twitter. We always say like uh, Mousetrap. You can identify it's like Mousetrap Techno. Like it's yeah. not it's not like anybody else, but um, it all it all has its own kind of vibe to it. Yeah, totally. Nothing it's specific unique. about it. It's just like that's Mousetrap. You know. Yeah. That's what I, 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 I very yeah, much I enjoy. Put that. my finger yeah. on it. Yeah. Maybe like the, the the melodic elements or the the I don't know sound design or something, but it's very hard to isolate a single thing that makes it mousetrap. Any rate, um, let's talk about your uh, other stuff, your other endeavors. You you work with Cultivate. You were saying, right? So I'm kind of going back to my musical upbringing. It actually, besides playing instruments, it hasn't really been. Um, from the producer's standpoint um, until this year. So in college, I started a blog like everyone else to try to right. hop on that hype train. Um, and it actually, it's called This Era. It's probably not even online anymore. But, I mean, we grew it pretty decently. I could go travel out to festivals and do coverage and pretend like I was good at taking photography. Yeah, and yeah. Do, you know, I, I, I was in a similar position. I was involved with this company called EDM Collective for a few yeah. years yeah i and think i know them very similar uh very similar situation yeah so long story short i um i took the blog interest and turned it into a marketing thing um initially marketing events for disco donnie presents okay um in the southeast they have a bunch of big festivals like you and me and something wicked yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um Sunset Music Festival. So I ran around with them for a while working on festivals and then through them and um, SFX, Entertain- SFX Entertainment's Umbrella. That's something I, I know. Yeah, I've yeah, heard of that. Yeah, a bunch of news on them um, like last year maybe. But yeah, yeah. I made my way up to Philly and um, worked for Fame House. Okay. They're a big digital marketing company that has like Eminem and Alicia Keys oh, wow. and Pretty yeah. Lights and um, so I kind of got I I mixed my schooling which was uh, or my college degree which is in marketing with my music interest and um, came back down from Philly and started my own digital marketing company. That's really cool. So where yeah, are you, where so are you living now? Back in North Carolina. Durham, North Carolina. Very cool. Yeah, uh, so we worked with Tiesto's record label, um, Savoy, um, That Six record label. We had some good clients. It was fun. 
Um, but we also had people coming to us who might not be able to afford, like, you know, a, f- right. a staff of people yeah. doing yeah. their digital marketing. So um, we wanted to create something that almost replicated what we did for our clients. Um, uh, on, a, on a smaller, more personal, like, scale for... Yeah, almost actually to maybe the opposite, to scale what we are doing for more and more people. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's when uh, we created Cultivate about a year ago. And essentially, it's we're calling it a marketing agency in a box um, where you can tell it about your uh, shows, releases. And we're also transitioning out of music. So basically, or eventually, anything in general. And it will build you a marketing plan, suggest content, write copy for you. Very cool. Um, so it's all automated system then? Correct. Very um, awesome. Yeah. It's a... Um, we're developing it, um, so it'll become more yeah. and more automated as it goes. But, yeah, I, I mean, I use it yeah. for Haze and my companies all the time. Because I find, like, when I'm developing, like, a strategy for a release or something, it's always monotonous. It's very much the same as the last time. Right. It's repeatable. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's different content. It's different, uh, like, maybe the brand around the song or the EP, but... It's, it's all the same. Thing. It's all the same yeah. principles, right? Yeah. And it's about spacing it out correctly. It's about being organized. Um, it's about knowing when the right engagement times are. So Cultivate handles all the all of that for you. Um, and uh, so it kind of lets you not have to worry about that facet of uh, being a musician. So is Cultivate live now, and where can people find it? Yeah. So we. Um, have an early access uh, program where it, we put out the initial features um, and you can find it at www.cultivate.social. Very um, cool. Yeah, so. And that link will be in the description of the video too, guys, just uh, yeah. as a reference. And cool, that's all I wanted to use Julian for, so I'm, I'm fucking out <laughs> Pushing now. Cultivate, there we go. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I know so, you got that hot garbage. So oh, yeah, dude, to, hot garbage. <laughs> oh my god. It's funny when I met uh Joel a year ago, he he said a similar thing to me in person. He's like, "Really? You're not a mousetrap artist? I thought we signed you." And um that, that must be a little frustrating for yeah, you. Yeah, it's just a little bit weird for me because like it's like, "Okay, you know who I am, but, you know, right. I'm still here." I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. Um if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. I love the label and what they do and um, you know, I don't know, I'm always open to that. Any rate, uh, why don't we talk about your producing? Like, how long have you been producing? What do you use? Let's get sure. into that. Um, so, yeah, the reason all that uh, background kind of is important is that w- that's been my main focus up until 10 months ago. So right. my, my, my production uh, background before you know 10 months ago was maybe making a mashup with my new oh, mark wow. mix track pro oh <laughs> uh, man i still have mine and live recording that shit just one yeah, take yeah. you gotta do it uh, for sure i used to do that when i was like 14 was right back in the day yeah yeah so obviously everyone makes mashups um but i've always i kind of had this itch like super right huge urge to like create something and i uh saved some money and what i went i went to guitar center i was just gonna figure it out okay i've always 
I've, I've always played guitar. I got good at it, but never great. I, I, I picked piano. up guitar like uh, a little bit over a month ago. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. My dad's uh, actually a guitar teacher, so it's really ironic that <laughs> I never learned. That you never, yeah. Got to take advantage of shit like that. I know, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah, always played piano, good. Like, I, I've, I have kind of like a natural ability to just he- play what I hear. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely. But I wanted to, like, become great at something. Right. And I just was destined, like, okay, I can play a bunch of different instruments. I just want to nail down something. So I actually spent my wad of cash on, like, a very nice Spanish guitar. Oh, wicked. Right? Yeah. So I went home. I was, like, staying up late at night every night, like, trying to get good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just wasn't fulfilling. So I took that guitar back and picked up Logic and uh, there you go. some nice production headphones and uh, got some plugins. And that was where it all clicked for me i started like uh six or seven years ago um my dad had brought home like a sound card because he wanted to do Mm. some conversion to from vinyl to uh uh digital obviously and um it came with like this free like behringer demo doll and i wrote a i wrote a full album in that demo doll without saving the project files so i like i wrote it and then exported it and i did this at like 12 or 13 years old probably doesn't exist anywhere anymore and then I went. That's what. That's what you need to submit. To <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. That's where, that's, the, that's where the heat is. That's the heat, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to FL Studio for a minute. Uh, then to GarageBand and Logic, very briefly on GarageBand, then into Logic. And then when I found Ableton, like uh, it all clicked together. And then I started mm-hmm. teaching it. And then because I teach it, uh, a lot of plugin companies now give me uh, their newest VSTs for free or whatever. So for review. That's nice. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I end up getting a lot of the newer tools uh, just to review. And, um, yeah, I build up, like, this in massive library of plugins uh, to use. Nice, um, man. That's what, kind of the opposite of my situation, You're just very minimal bare bones, but yeah. the, the content's fine, so that's all that really matters. Yeah, I think that's kind of the beauty of uh, production these days is, like, you know how Joel always does – harp on the fact that you can make great records with minimal tools exactly i I mean to be honest what i use is logic stock plugins okay and serum yeah um that is it man and i've (laughs) i've i'm you know i can i'm I'm hitting a point where i i feel like i need yeah because i mean i started less than a year ago so i haven't had time to accumulate but now i'm kind of figuring out okay i might need um, some more synths or some more uh, sound design, sound processing plugins. So that was actually I'm, my I'm, next question. Like, what are mm. your your go to plugins? But I guess Serum is your. That's it, man. Yeah. Serum all the way, and I use Alchemy a lot. Which Alchemy is, is very cool. Which is built into Logic. I'm actually in a similar boat. Serum does maybe eighty percent of my sound design. I use Contact for a lot of stuff, mm. like more uh, organic elements, and then I have yeah. uh, Reactor. For those yeah. kind of analog emulating sounds, um, yeah, I'm, I'm picking up Native Instruments uh, complete. complete Eleven, yeah, and then uh, Omnisphere. I'm still rocking Complete Nine, uh, mm. but uh, they're not too very different anyway. So my goal was to how many records can I make with barely anything, right? Right, right. And then I feel like okay, my creativity's. Uh, it's slowing down, so then I just 
you know, bring it back up with a whole new suite of tools. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of fight the uh, writer's block that way. So. Yeah, I was using exclusively Serum for a while, and then it kind of got to a point where it's just like I'm making the same sounds. Sound over and over. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because yeah, you kind of get to. You get your flow and what you're You get comfortable with. And you're like, shit, I've made that before. Exactly. Like, it's a ton. That's how it was. I don't know if you uh, played with Massive before that, but that's how Massive was for me in like 2013, 2014, mm. before Serum came out. It got very stale. And Serum was yeah, like yeah. a breath of fresh air. Yeah. But now Serum's so, getting there for me. So So what's next on the uh, Yeah, the I, don't, I don't know, train. to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Sonic Academy put out this really cool plugin called Anna 2. Recently, it's really cool synth. I'm I'm kind of getting my feet into there, Word. but um, Serum's still out. like the Serum's still the workhorse. Yeah, I wish I could uh, tell you I had some elaborate studio <laughs> where I've been collecting like vintage synths, and I go out in the forest and like knock on wood and yeah. collect. Nah, dude, I lay in my bed and I fucking make there music you go. on my laptop. I actually I, I cannot work on headphones like that. That's uh, I exclusively work on headphones. Well, there you go. That that's just proof that you know like you can get. But good not results. not these. No no no. Uh, yeah, just proof that you can get good results out of anything. I hear uh, Skrillex is a headphone guy too. Yeah, anything I think I've, I've gotten so used to like. I mean, whenever I try to uh, produce on my monitors, mm-hmm. it's like I'm just not getting the full range of like the spectrum of sound yeah. I would in my headphones. It, I, I it just, might be the room is yeah. shitty. The monitors are totally shitty. I know that. <laughs> but I just, um, I uh, like the thing about it is I feel like when you listen on headphones, you get a, this botched perspective of stereo image. I don't know. It, Possibly, maybe it's just man. me. Um, Possibly. That's why I have to get a bunch of people to listen to my stuff for right. me to believe it's any good yeah. because, you know, they're, they're testing it out. You need that validation, system. right? Totally. No, that's very, very much the case for me, too. I think it's important to get to the point where you don't need any validation, though. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, you look at, like, a Matt Lang and guys that just write to write. Yeah, And they're, absolutely. like, confident. They don't give a shit, kind of. They just put out what they want to put out. I'm working towards it. I want to say, but, uh, um, you know, uh, Jordan, no mana. I, I feel like yeah, he's, yeah. Kind of, he's kind of like that. He just yeah, does. I mean, what, he does what he wants and makes as much music as he can. Same with uh, yeah. Mr. Bill. Yeah, totally. Very confident uh, in their own writing. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's it's just about writing what comes out of me naturally, mm. um, and kind of fitting it into a sound I think might do well in 2018. Um, right. Right. And from there, when I have more time to make music too, you know, I like really. Uh, orchestral like very melodic stuff which is you'll you'll see in the stuff i have coming up it's mixed in with yeah yeah you know heavy dark techno but that's always love, my thing too yeah melodic elements is my right. specialty yeah um so like what is your favorite or like most memorable project or something that's happened in music do you think okay most memorable yeah uh, probably a track I just uh, wrapped up maybe a month ago with a, a vocalist named Genevieve. She has, she's in a group called Dark Dark. Mm. Um, and before that, I was just writing like very dark techno tunes yeah. with like very super beautiful or melodic uh, like breakdowns. Mm-hmm. And this one I just kind of 
pulled from like 2008 progressive right. house just pure like melodic and what is driven. the uh, track title for those listening um it's called um <laughs> holy shit my man oh, sometimes my you don't even remember what, what uh, it's, called. Yeah. it's called daylight okay cool um I, I, it won't be coming out on mousetrap but it was fun for me because it was a it was a challenge mm. um i worked with vocals before but um literally like usually pack vocals to be honest right and yeah. this was like taking dry uh, raw stems from the raw stems right, and yeah. like making it sound good in a field of like 70 different melodically driven uh tracks you know what i mean like uh layers yeah and it yeah. was it was it was definitely my uh, biggest mixing challenge, but I really like how it turned out. And it kind of, her vocals are, mm. uh, they give me that I remember Cascade and right. Dead Mouse. That's very, very nice. Airy. Yeah. Um, That's my, fa- my that. favorite type of vocalists are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Super airy and super like soft, but I, really pretty. Now, I could be wrong. Didn't you have a vocal track on one of the last Mousetrap compilations? Yeah. That was pack vocals, bro. Oh, it was? Yeah. splice sounds or something like I'm that. I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, yeah. I just found those vocals in there. No, yeah, I, I have a tune on my last uh, my last EP that uh, Black Octopus, the the sample company, is a friend of mine, and they sent me hmm. their pack. And um, yeah, I, the the raw vocals from the pack are on the on the track. You know, if you find, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to like. Uh, uh, I don't want to use those if they fit perfect with what you're trying to do. But it was fun just starting from complete scratch. I had nothing written. I didn't have an idea of what I wanted to write. I just like heard her vocals and what she had, and then built around that. Right. Um, besides that, I, um, I mean, the EP I have coming up on Mousetrap was memorable because it kind of came together in like two weeks. Okay, so you have enough. It's not a lot. Of, it's not a ton of songs, but yeah, that was like the fastest. Like, I guess I was just in like this dark driving mm. mindset where I was. Yeah. Just, yeah pumping out like heavy stuff um but yeah that that's coming up in 2018 hopefully the in the first few months so you you actually have a confirmed mousetrap ep next year correct cool it's not it's only two tracks so i guess you can't call it's it more EP, like a single than yeah it's yeah. a single by the definition but uh i think uh honestly in how people consume music now if you look at like a four track EP or five track EP, maybe two songs get a bunch of attention and a few fall yeah. to fall to the wayside. So I'm trying this, uh, just seeing what works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've really been enjoying uh, Rinzen's EP, the newest one. Yeah, uh, he's a homie. Forbidden City. That's yeah. probably my favorite of of this year. Yeah, he puts a. I feel like. He goes into like his own world he, and like comes out with these like cinematic. He definitely, yeah. He definitely has. Like his I own don't way. imagine him writing the same way I write. Right. Like I'm in my pajamas on the couch, right? Right. I feel yeah. like he's like sitting atop a damn mountain or something. Just like, zen, just, like zenning yeah, out. Yeah, zen right, the yeah. hell out. He was actually uh, the first person from Mousetrap I talked to. Oh really? Before I was even on it, before I had even submitted anything, because he was a uh, he's a writer at Dancing Astronaut. Okay. Yeah. 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 My friend, uh, again, 28 millimeters, good friends with him. And, uh, that's how he knew him through dancing Astro. 
I've talked to pretty much all the mousetrap artists, um, with the exception you of sl- Red. Slide in those DMs. Slide into those DMs. Um, no, yeah, uh, with the exception of Res. I kind of missed that bullet, and she's too big now to talk to. Not cool enough to talk to Rez. Um, Me neither, man. Same (laughs) boat. Um, But, yeah, that's very cool. Uh, Looking forward to that EP. So, like, what are your your favorite artists on Mousetrap, besides yourself, obviously, or Dead Mouse? Clearly, I'm the greatest. Obviously, You're obviously you the, the best artist Just, on the, the yeah, label. For like, sure. I don't think anyone can really dispute that yeah. on the label for a fucking long time. So it's clear. Um, <laughs> I know it's not appropriate to fanboy out, but dead mouse is to be honest, my favorite. Okay. Producer. That's, I mean, my that's favorite fair. music of all time. Yeah. Like me, me as well. It's what connects with me most. He's probably like, top five for me for sure. I, one day I just sat down. I was like, People ask me, like, oh, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite artist? What's your favorite yeah. album? I was like, I'm going to decide today. You just and decided. I, it's and I, I went through Spotify. I was like, what's hitting me the hardest? And, like, it's just something about his music that brings back, like, really good memories and, like, hits me in the feels yeah. the hardest. But what's your favorite I, uh, Mouse album? Uh, or continue what while you're one is less than two. Okay. That's fair. Um, because I really like all the more like traditional mm. uh, dance music tracks on there. But I really, I think the the piano the elements are the pianos yeah. and, the, and the, the tracks with no drums even. Or, um, and I remember when like, he was releasing it, he was saying like it's his first real album and it definitely yeah, lives up to that. Yeah. And it's what, 30 tracks, 27. So it's just like, yeah, so much material of that I like genuinely like all of it too. I definitely have a very unpopular opinion. I prefer my favorite album of his just by nostalgia is uh album title goes here. Yeah, I mean you can't argue with that. Yeah, but a lot of people, you know, that's kind of the Black Sheep album compared to like you know ra- uh, random album title or 4x4. Right. But um yeah, I don't know. It just it was a very interesting era of my life and uh mm. That album was like the first one I I waited for to buy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some of my favorite tunes on there as well. There's a lot of underrated ones like October, Closer. Totally. I was about to say October. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, other artists, I really like Enzo Bennett. Enzo's very cool. Um, Um, He was actually the first Mousetrap artist I talked to in maybe 2014. Yeah. uh, I did a. uh, I did an interview with him, uh, uh, like a like a questionnaire style interview with him, mm. like in 2014. Mm. Yeah, I, it's weird. Like I might, you might come to find out, I make some of the darkest, mm. like uh, techno on the label, maybe. Um, but I'm always drawn to like the melodic acts. Yeah, like my my so... my favorite's actually uh, Oliver Winters. Totally, dude. Totally agree. He um, uh, that that in the, in the flood or, track is yeah. probably one of my favorites of all time. And totally, like, agree. it's very hard to say that, but yeah, I completely agree yeah. with you there. And uh, even the even some of Blue Morris stuff kind of hits me in the feel cool. zone. But uh, I mean, you gotta love No Mana and Res. I mean, Rez was like my heat there for a bit. Yeah. It was new. Well, it wasn't new. It's like Gasafelstein. Gasafelstein, but 
her own but take yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. I was like, this is the, f- this is the shit right here because I like grimy. Yeah, it's cool. Like, it's like a, it's like a fusion. It's it, but it's still mousetrap. Like that's yeah. the thing, right? Yeah. But like, it would, if she hadn't come out like yet, and someone sent me some of her stuff. Mm-hmm. I would not think that Mousetrap would right. come out. Yeah. I really wouldn't. But um, I feel I like just, they're very good at predicting what's going to be popular next. Right. And they right. they always have had that ability, um, you know, starting with, like, you know, the progressive trance stuff, but then into, like, 2011 dubstep. They put out Excision, yeah, Excision. stuff and Skrillex's first stuff. Right. And, like, those guys are, like, the guys now. Um, mm-hmm. Maddion and Rez is yeah, and the then chip, and here the we go right with Rez. Um, I think know, Billboard just uh, Billboard now, Dance just I think I saw that breakout yeah artist breakout of artist of the year, and she's kind of spearheading that style now. And you have guys like uh, uh, what's his face Kid, totally. Um, and he, he oh, was honorable mention on that. It's like, was he? Yeah. Oh, like, there you go. Yeah, Rez beat you. And it's that it's that distinct style that Rez kind of spearheaded in 2015 or whatever yeah and they're yeah yeah yeah, they're very good at projecting like okay what's going to be next or maybe they maybe they influence what's next you know i don't know but that's kind of something to think about (laughs) i think a lot of it falls on the artist too i mean mousetrap's not gonna mousetrap's not gonna make you big no, absolutely not. It's a you it's have to a, have a great brand. You have to have a clear vision. It's a very niche like, label in that regard, right? Totally. Yeah, but, but obviously um, they picked me because I'm the next everything. Yeah, obviously next Rez, Dead Mouse. I mean, Excision, Hayes, Scrims. right there. Hayes, there, there's Hayes. You right? heard it. You heard it here first. Yeah, I got the I got the the interview where he right. announced it. Yeah, uh, wait till no one watches any of this and I'm a dead in the water in a year. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Don't say that. Um, yeah, we'll think positive. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting that they kind of are always on the forefront of that. Same with like Ausla too. Ausla. Uh, to- Dude, I love what they're doing. Yeah. Like the Hundred Waters album. That's actually one of my other favorite albums of the year, The Hundred Waters. And I didn't expect that out of Ausla. Nope. That's another thing. Like if you if I heard that first, it's like, nah, this is not going out on Ausla. <laughs> But I love the fact that they put it out because, I mean, there is some absolute gems on there. Yeah. Um, I forget what song it is I like from that album. There's this one. It's in my Spotify say, playlist and uh, just mind-blowing. Prison Guard? That's I love. Yeah, that's one of them. Parade I love. Yeah. Some of them, you know, I'm not, like, dying over, but those are on repeat hard for me. Yeah, Elsa is definitely really cool. another one of my – um favorite labels right now because okay. like it's it's kind of like mousetrap in that it's indie kind kind of yeah. more indie but it's also you know huge yeah very yeah um let's see what are some of your favorite albums or songs outside of dead mouse okay um so I guess from the music I grew up on, Led Zeppelin Four, classic. Because I just don't think you can really argue with the impact that had. Right. And um, and that's what was rinsed in my dad's Chrysler Sebring or whatever he had while <laughs> right, I was growing yeah, up. Right. Yeah. 
So, I mean, they'll always, like, bring back nostalgic. Yeah. My dad, my dad was super into them and into a lot of, like, the more 80s uh, industrial stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. I grew up on, like, straight classic rock. Oh, yeah. Um, so, it, I guess my my peas, my parents might have thought it was a little weird that I'm... You're making dance music now. Yeah. But, but uh, hey, that's cool. And then I think moving a little, like, you know, past my adolescence and into like middle school years. Um, I know some people dog on them, but Coldplay. Oh God. Rush of blood to the head. Yes. And I think, I know you like them too. And I think you can like draw parallels with like the melodic nature of their tunes and the like repeating like piano riffs and like in the stuff we dig. Exactly. Mousetrap. Exactly. There definitely is. Yeah. Um, that's really crazy you say that because they're definitely like top five for me. Favorite artists. Um, what's your favorite Coldplay album? A Rush of Blood to the Rush Head. of Blood. Yeah. I, I, have you heard uh, Ghost Stories? So I'm really bad at like, uh, I know like collections of songs. That's but, like, titles. And you definitely. Names. I got my Spotify pulled up. Um, Ghost Stories was produced largely by John Hopkins. So okay. it has a lot of like ambient dance music elements to it, and it's very very nice mm. album. That's to prob- be honest, I kind of missed the boat on that one. Oh man, it's really good. Um, yeah, that's a really good album. Rush of Blood's really good. Uh, Parachutes is classic, timeless album. Yeah, totally. But I'm trying to like uh, go through my. Uh, I mean. But like you said, like there's definitely melodic and musical parallels between that and you know mousetrap music. Totally, I mean that. I think that's what drew it, drew me to it to yeah. start. Because even though I make, I've said it before, even though I make dark techno, mm-hmm. you'll see that there's like these really large cinematic like uh, melodic breakdowns and parts of the track to to contrast. But I think it's like I never give a shit about lyrics. I could, I have no idea what like. My there's only songs with yeah. lyrics are saying. There's, I just know how the vocals add to like the melodic structure and the nature of the track. There's definitely like the some sound. some tracks I appreciate the vocals on, but largely, yeah, I because I more, of how they sound more than what they're saying. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely more resonate with the production of the vocals. And I'd say another group that has to be a top five um, for me is the M Machine. Okay, I've heard great things. Oh my god, dude! Dive in like hard. Yeah, I'll share you do. actually on two uh, Spotify <laughs> playlists, which I separated out like their indie stuff and their like dance yeah, stuff. Yeah, super creative, like just awesome. And uh, Latrell, I know broke out and is doing some like solo and Juna. Yeah, uh, yeah. Records, and he's part of the M Machine. That's very cool. Um, mm-hmm. I love Spotify in that you can, like, create as many playlists as you want. You can just dive in. I have, like, something like 10 playlists on just, yeah, dude. just like, different genres of stuff. I wasn't a – it took me a while to get uh, transferred over from being a SoundCloud head to, like, mm-hmm. using Spotify as my, my – I, I, so uh, I was more so the uh, iTunes guy. He was an iTunes guy. Me. <laughs> you, and that's it. Yeah, I've never basically. Heard that yeah, I used to so buy. So you just straight up buy tons yeah. of music. Wow, good for you. One of those that's kind of guys, yeah. There you go. I mean, that's ultimately what we want, right? Like, people to buy our yeah. music. 
Um, yeah, but I'm no, not I buy my own. I really buy. like uh, Spotify's system. You know, yeah, the monthly. Look what up? Yeah, you pay a little bit and you can play any tune you ever want from start to start to back in whatever order you want it. What I really like uh, about Spotify as an artist perspective is that they pay out for free plays. Like if you have a, a free user that plays your song, you still get paid mm. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas mm. other, you know, Apple Music doesn't offer a free mm, true. thing. And then SoundCloud, you don't get paid for. Spotify is kind of the only one that does that. Yeah, I haven't thought of that. That's true. Yeah. But it, it takes a lot of streams to rack uh-huh. up any significant uh payout from them but i have like uh one remix on mm. spotify a bigger a bigger artist did of my tune and uh it's like at half a mil or something and i made like maybe four or five hundred dollars like it's not bad it's it's not it's not, it's bad, not bad but when you compare the you know the ratio there like half a million mm. plays to five hundred dollars right right it's not i'm sure you're not complaining when that oh no 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 it's 500 bucks showed up though yeah 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 i mean in music i think you're you make if you're an artist like us who's not making mainstream music right you make your money from playing out straight up playing out merchandise yeah yeah that's where the money is in music i actually make a lot of more i make a lot more money doing like instructional stuff than I do totally. actually in my own music. Yeah. And I, I think you're from the like instructional people I've seen, it's uh it's almost hard to find guys that are really talented like yeah. engineer wise that legitimately make good music. Too. There's yeah, there's definitely unless I'm not finding them, but it's like you're really talented in the engineering, but thank you. You don't you go to their SoundCloud right like the other guys and you don't see anything like yeah. Anything at all, maybe just like something they engineered. Yeah, like I don't want to name any names, but like uh, there's often a lot of larger guys on SoundCloud that, or I'm sorry, YouTube that are doing instructional stuff that really aren't qualified to do instructional stuff. And if you right. go, if they if you go to their SoundCloud or what have you, it's just like the music doesn't really speak. Oh yeah, I mean I totally get that. Yeah, that's why. Uh, I just kind of self-taught and experimented around. Yeah. Until I mean, that's that's out. largely what I did as well, very self-taught. Um, but the the thing is, it's really bothersome. Like, you have some, like like I was saying, instructional people on YouTube that are teaching bad technique. So it's like... That you, sucks. You get a lot of kids that are like this, like they're, they're following someone who doesn't know what they're doing, so then they get these bad habits and... It's Why don't just, you just go swoop in the comments and just peel those kids away swap. from those dudes? Yeah, yeah that's what I try go. to do. Um, Good technique. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like uh, go hostile and and rip people's followers away. But um, <laughs> I, I try. I try to uh, you know be better than that. Good for you. Bro. Um, do you have any like obscure music stories or anything in your business that that you know like would be notable to talk about? I guess it's just a weird thing in general is everything I've accomplished in music yeah. has been through cold emails. Really? Every single damn thing. Really? The thing that started me out like as an intern for Disco Donnie, cold email. Getting signed to Mousetrap, cold email. Getting clients I was like gonna Alt, ask, yeah, yeah. Like getting clients like Alt J for digital wow. marketing. Cold email. Um 
I think it's uh So you're like one of the five people in the entire world that's gotten a response for Mousetrap email submission. You just got to know how to structure <laughs> right, these headers yeah, yeah. and how to and go read them, man. You just have to like say the right stuff. I yeah. should write a damn book. It's like called How to Accomplish Mike Your Dreams Hayes. using cold email. There you go. That's a but title. Yeah, it's a it's an underutilized tool because people yeah. think it's gonna be a waste of their time. No, it definitely is. Like, um, uh, I I send out a ton of cold emails to promotional channels. Like every release I get, and uh, you always get a percentage back. Like you'll never get zero yeah. back. Right, and uh, I think it's just how you it's, don't look for like don't look to like get something out of it. Right, like on your first pass like yeah. look for like yeah. genuine like because i mean for me it genuinely usually comes from a place like i want to connect and just like that's see what yeah. you're doing and show you what i'm doing and like get feedback or like for a client or like anything with cultivate just okay is what you're doing is cool what we're doing is cool like is there yeah. synergy it's not all like because that's where the genuine intrigue is and if you're like coming out of the gate trying to sell like if you're just right, like you don't want to your sell email, yourself, like right. new demo for Dead Mouse. Right, like you're you're screwed. I, uh, I did a video on this topic like a few years ago. I don't know if it still exists, but I was saying like very similar thing with meeting artists. If you appreciate their music, reaching out to them like more times than not, they're gonna respond. And if they don't, it's just because they're busy. Yeah, you know. I mean, no one's gonna be up their own ass. Exactly. Like, yeah. So much of that. If someone's genuine and like just appreciative of their stuff, isn't that what isn't like the, the greatest thing any artist could ask for? Right, is people genuinely like enjoying their exactly. Stuff? It's like the number yes. one thing, and it's like mm. this common misconception: like these artists are above you, and you can't ever get in co- contact. Yeah, and just like look what Joel is doing. Right. Okay, he might get like the worst rap from blogs, like he's the biggest dick. Yeah. He's literally taking his a huge chunk of his Monday afternoons and listening to every demo that's submitted and then donating uh, the money, ch- right. donating the money. Right. Like, yeah. He didn't have to do that. It's really respectable. But yeah. He's genuinely out there like looking for good music and wanting to give like uh, even a little platform to like build up some um, smaller artists. attention for people. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's definitely respectable. Yeah. Yeah. You did. You, you your shit turned out well on that mousetrap. Oh yeah, that. that's right. Yeah. If you guys want to see that video, you can check it out in the description below. Um, yeah. That I just plugged that hard for you, didn't I? Yeah, you, you did. You set that one up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was like, comment, subscribe. It'll be in the comments <laughs> description. There'll be a little here. Click this. You can put yeah, put like a little fingers. annotation. Right. Go watch Julian's hot garbage, uh, Dead Mouse response, and right go here, go listen guys. to Hayes' new. Subscribe here, right? Buy We Are Friends. Buy We Are Friends Volume Seven. So seven here, yeah. So how how is that going for you? You guys are charting, I hear, really yeah, high. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's going well everywhere. I'm a I'm a hawk for like mm-hmm. numbers, so I check that as soon as I wake bam, up. Bam, bam, bam. Literally, like as soon as I wake up, I'm on like, Spotify. Where are we at? So I can, right. I can tell you like what, like the rank of who has the mm-hmm. most plays. Um, What's the most popular track right now? The Dead Mouse Grabbits remix. No, the Dead Mouse the Grabbits go. together. Yeah, 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 totally. And then uh, that was quite good too. Yeah, uh, Atlas is doing well. 
expected uh, like usual um did gummy have a tune on there i don't think so no no he had a bentley dean dean bentley oh yeah he's a. that's my friend uh what's his face alex alex yeah 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 i don't know him he, but, he, uh, he was telling me about that he was super hyped when that happened yeah yeah uh, i think it like got to like three on itunes um it was like featured on bport like their main page very um, cool yeah yeah, it's fun to like get all the artists together and put out a huge compilation. So you had a you had a it. tune on with them before, right? The mm-hmm. the what was that? So I've done two compilations so far, which is okay. kind of like how unless you have like just if you're an established artist, you can like come out with an EP with them, right? But, but usually they, if you're like brand new, right. they're like, "Here, let's try we are friends. Let's try four more." They introduce um, you that way, and then they yeah, give and they you test it out, and right? See the feedback, which makes total sense. So, um, I'm kind of looking forward to putting out some solo stuff, um, even though the the compilations do super well. Yeah, it's very cool. It's I, almost like a little uh, accomplishment. Like you do your comps, and then you get your own thing, and then it's like levels, right? Yeah, play mousetrap show dominate the world that kind of stuff. <laughs> be the number one artist in on the planet on yeah, the planet exactly. yeah the next yeah. like uh hardwell um Pl- dude funny story the first like big gig i ever played um was opening for hardwell very cool i got kicked off the fucking decks or shoulder tapped like 20 minutes into that thing really because i was i mean i've i'm not dumb like i know like you're supposed to play chill like just yeah, don't yeah. even don't even really do your job of like warming up the crowd just set hardwell up well right i got i was playing like some electro and like oh, wow, stuff really? and like got tapped it's like you're really gonna play that it's like yeah it's like well i need you to play some like chill deep house i didn't have any of it so it's like oh well um oh sorry <laughs> You know, yeah, like uh, promoters can be total dicks about that sort of thing. You know. Yeah, the it's the uh, it's actually the tour managers. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't I'm the actual. Sh- I'm sure Hardwell's watching this video, right? Yeah. Hey, hey, Hardwell, and if if Hardwell's managers, watching sorry. this video, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's really cool. So, like, what was your first? major like concert experience with dance music good question oh um i think i went to a tiesto show at a small club in charlotte north carolina with like a 400 person capacity um i have a few friends in charlotte yeah super dead people (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah, so it was that, like, middle school, maybe. And uh, he was really late, and I think the opener had to play for, like, five hours. But, uh, I mean, I was – everyone's got to dive into a little yeah, so when yeah. they're younger. But then my first, like, festival was called All Good in the Mountains of West Virginia. Very cool. It was like a, it was like a mixture of uh, jam band and electronic. Yeah, yeah. So pretty lights closed down. It's so like, like a Wook festival kind of. The total Wook festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah, you uh, been uh, to Firefly? 
No, my sister mm. went. She said it was super good. I I, I usually get uh, comped tickets for it, so I go like almost every year. I fly out and then uh, gotcha. visit. That's I went the first time I went was the Dead Mouse one. He played like that's, two years. That's ago. when my sister went. Yep. Yeah, I heard it's good. And uh, my next uh, the next festival I'm really looking forward to is Electric Forest with that. E Forest with the Mousetrap stage. Mousetrap stage. Yep. I, and I've always wanted to go anyways, and this was going to be the year. And I was like, no shit. I might actually fly out for that, so so I'll see you there. Um, Word, bro. Let's walk out. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Get your uh, H3H3 costume on. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, Crushed it with that. Yeah, I think my first like major electronic show was in like 2014. I, I went to a lot of like old rock and stuff festivals but i never did any like electronic shows until um dead mouse and no mana played in i think it was pennsylvania hmm. and fun fact that was your first show was dead that, mouse? that was the first like electronic only hmm. show i went to i went to a lot of festivals before that um but that was the first time i saw him and it was like the first major electronic show i saw because he never comes to the East Coast. Like, it's, it's like, very oh, rare. Oh, I'm aware. It's very yeah. <laughs> rare for him to come, especially, like, in the uh, the northeastern region. Yeah. Um, except, like, New York, but that's New York. Uh, and even that, like, in 2014 to maybe – 2013 to 2015, he wasn't there at all. Um, so I had to drive up to Pennsylvania – and that was Nomana's first show, actually. I have that on my channel. I think I have some recap footage of that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, my first, I uh, first, uh, yeah, the first time I saw Joel was this year, actually. Okay. Uh, where? It was at Imagine Music Festival uh, in Atlanta. Okay. And it was funny. He didn't yeah. come out with his mouse trap or his mouse head on, <laughs> and he played just straight techno for thirty minutes. Yeah. And people had no had no idea who was playing. Wow. And people were walking away, and then he put his... And he put his, his hat on. on and, and people were like, he's finally here! Oh, my God. Yeah, and then he played, like, his... Uh, more of, like, a Cube show. Like, yeah. the, that music. Yeah. I saw him... I think I've seen him three times. That time in Pennsylvania. And then I saw him at Firefly. And then I saw him when he played Shrine in L.A. That, was, that was the coolest one. It was the Cube, too. Yeah, I need to get a few more under my belt. Yeah, he's really cool live. I think my yeah. favorite electronic show I've seen live, though, is Porter Robinson's Worlds. Yeah, I heard it's good. It's very cool. I don't think he's doing it anymore, though. But that tour, it was I'm, like 2014. Yeah. we uh working with Disco Donnie. We were trying to bring him through North Carolina for that. It oh, just really? It didn't work out. Yeah. Okay, so did you guys do any like of the booking for that, or was it all the marketing end of things? We we were like a partner uh, promoter, and we also had digital marketing clients, mm -hmm. and we just started uh, the software company Cultivate. Yeah, and again, so I've, you, done, I've you worn a lot of check weird that ads. out below again if you guys want. Definitely do it actually, even if you don't yeah. want to. Because it. it's obviously, I mean, Hayes is going to be the biggest artist in the world in about a year. So like, I'd say less than that, man. I'd say about three months. Three months. You know? So like, you got to be ahead of the curve. You got to check out you, that cultivate link. And yeah, then, and you can't like, 
being a setup this sick with the ikea furniture without yeah obviously just not. blowing up after that you definitely like have to buy all of his music too so you can say you're ahead Please. of the curve yeah yeah man <laughs> especially we are friends volume seven yeah out now on all your favorite retailers where do you usually get your music when you dj um beatport beatport honestly and then uh i mean that's kind of where you find like the, yeah the trending new stuff yeah but it's also lame to just like rip top beatport, 10 top 100. right yeah right, right yeah. so you gotta gotta go deeper i've done that stuff. like maybe once or twice um well then, don't make me look like a fucking idiot, man. Okay, I don't do that. <laughs> Beatport, Beatport. I get all all the DJs send me their stuff. Yeah, just yeah. direct. Once you're like in the community, you can kind of be like, "Hey, give me, send me a tune or whatever." And yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Beatport, SoundCloud. Uh, I mean, do this. Get on SoundCloud and then. Start with an artist you like, and then go through who they favorite. That's who they that's follow. very and you much can just what go, I do you can, too. Yeah, you can tumble and tumble. And Endless just find cycle. Things. Yeah, dope shit. Yeah, or or labels too. Like, um, I'm a really big fan of uh, Anjuna Deep, Second State. Yeah. You know, and you go yeah. you go on the label, and you find people associated with that label, and you go find people yeah. associated with them. Do um, the SoundCloud tumble through the favorites. I, find good stuff. I usually pick up tracks on Beatport, but it's just so expensive. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you how I. Oh my god. Buy a bunch of tracks off there, but it's like um, unreasonably priced. It's like two or three dollars. Three dollars and yeah, like yeah, three <laughs> bucks a song. I can't do that. Yeah, I mean, at least it's making money for the artists you support, but like at the same time, it's that's a it's a lot. That's for a, a song, steep premium, like, especially if you need to fill an hour set. Yeah, SoundCloud Tumble is the way to go. Uh, anyway, I guess we can kind of wrap this up. Uh, any last c- things you want to talk about or topics you want to say? Um, appreciate you having me on here, first off. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, please, if you're a musician, check out Cultivate. Uh, it's, you know, we're in development, but it's still very useful right now, and we need... We need users to get feedback and then, um, you know, work with them to build the system, make it better, and then look out for Haze in 2018 because... Look um, out for this guy. Some, yeah. Look look out. I, I'm not going to say I'm going to be big. I'm just going to try my damn best and put out good tunes and see what happens. Maybe we'll have but, to uh, work on a tune or something. There you go. Yeah. I'll be down. Anyway, um, yeah, this is Mike Hayes, Hayes from Mousetrap, Cultivate. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I guess say goodbye. Goodbye, friends. There we go. Um, goodbye. I'm uh, Julian of Julian Gray Media. You guys know me. Uh, make sure to subscribe. You know uh, like Follow. the Like the video and whatever if you guys Share like it on video. social media. And then sharing, obviously, is, is keys. The marketing yeah. expert just just said so, so you should do it. Crop out his face, put it as your phone background, you know, the use. All right. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.